This podcast is brought to you by UK Coaching, here for the coach. Visit ukcoaching.org to grow your coaching skills and be part of the community. Welcome to the Curious Coaches Club. In this edition, UK Coaching's Mark Bateman and Andy Bradshaw share best practice and explore some of the essentials of working from home. Due to a technical hitch, we start this edition five minutes into the discussion with Andy explaining some of the challenges he's faced since beginning to coach and work from home. So this, this being aware of what the person receiving any of this um, increased volume, I mean, I must admit, um, past week uh, in terms of regularity of WhatsApp messages, almost back-to-back webinars from a sort of work point of view, it, it throws up different challenges. Um, and obviously it, it gives you an insight. I've probably seen uh, the inside of more people's houses in the last week than probably I would ever expect to in a normal working week. Um, but that means that I think there are some some people then, some of the people you coach, people you engage with, um, just being aware of the vulnerability that that might put them in. Um, so, you know, do you have some performers who might not have space to show you a, a particular challenge that you set or might feel a little vulnerable about letting letting everybody else into their world? They might feel um, not, not just isolated, but actually, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a, an insight into their family circumstances that you might not know some things about. So, I think it's it challenges you in terms of just checking in with the people, um, the people that you're starting to think around coordinating and connecting and just making sure that whatever you're doing, um, that they are, you know, you're communicating with them about format, about regularity, about, um, you know, even what type of technology uh, are we using Zoom, WhatsApp, Variety, YouTube, um, what's going to work, what's going to work best for them rather than what's going to work easiest for you maybe uh, and there's that bit around making sure that you're honest and talk openly about things that aren't necessarily just just the coaching so i think in in times like now i think uh, unpre- unprecedented has, has been used quite a lot in terms of a, a way of describing where we find ourselves at the moment but i think it's important that you don't just talk about the coaching you don't just talk about the sport or the activity because often some of those some of those conversations that you would have in a coaching environment, walking to the pitch or or to the hall or wh- wherever it might be, some of those are about understanding and getting to know the person that you that you're coaching that aren't necessarily anything to do with the tech or the tack. So I think it's really important that you don't forget those opportunities, um, and you make sure that uh, that the coaching you're still looking holistically at how you're trying to support the people that that you're coaching. I think m- my biggest takeaway from the last two or three years of coaching would be around having more um, infrequent, informal conversations. So that's where we find ourselves now. And how how might you build those opportunities to have the informal chat around something that's going on in their lives? Now, ultimately, at the moment, there isn't much going on in people's lives um, because we're confined to, to, to spaces. So how, how can you how can you deliberately and intentionally look to, to, to bring in something that is positive and something that is supportive that isn't necessarily just about the sport? Yeah, and that I mean that picks up on. So the other the other sort of reference that I wanted to make is um, a guy called uh, Colin Cronin who's been doing some really interesting work in care care in sports coaching. So building on um, the almost unanimous use of words beginning with C to, uh, to to describe things in coaching world. So care in sports coaching, 
Um, what I would what I would pick up from some of the some of the things that I've been seeing, some really great stuff happening on social media and being shared by coaches that we work with, but almost getting the balance between some of it being prescribed. So you know, here is a here is a physical set that we're going to do together. Here is some technical work that you can do, and just making sure there's a balance between uh, coaches prescribing things to do and also building. So what Mark was saying there, building that um, the connection piece making sure there is an element of fun andy i think we've just uh we just lost you there during that little bit there we have yeah yeah mark do you want to just pick up on what andy was saying and just continue your thoughts in that area yeah, I think, uh, the biggest thing for me is is around building that connection. Uh, I'd also be mindful now, particularly with our ability to um, to connect and and to get in or, or to to get close to lots of people lots of the time. Um, to make sure we really look and value loading and volume, so we don't want to be providing too much too soon um, and not actually thinking about how we might space out this learning over a period of time. Um, from a couple of things, really looking at obviously how people learn and how people are going to take take things on, synthesize the information, reflect on it, but also looking at uh, not being too in invasive. And, and I use invasive um, just to make sure that we we have something to go to in three, four, six, twelve weeks time that still keeps it fresh, that still looks to um, to develop a connection and still looks to have learning opportunities but don't necessarily have it all all at once we don't want to be putting people off connecting we want to be actually making people looking forward to going and, and interacting with their coaches um, so i'd just be i'd just be mindful of how you might plan out what you do so we're still looking to have structure albeit structure over a period of time where we understand where the touch points might be do you That's think oh hello do you, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Do you think that um, part of this process is actually getting the people that you're working with to contribute to the development of what it is that they're actually going to be doing? Uh, yeah, I will do. Just just while, while we're on that, if, if we could mute mics and if we just pop questions in the chat box. Sorry, sorry. No, no it's yep. absolutely fine. It's a great yep. fill, great fill for Andy. Um, but that's definitely around, that is definitely one of the things that you want to do is, uh, you know, like you would, like you would look to get empowerment from your athletes by giving them opportunities to co-create what you're doing, uh, and 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 at times driving that. Um, that 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 doesn't change um, in terms of how you would operate in a virtual environment. In in my in my sort of humble opinion, you will be looking to get them to drive as much of it of it as you would, and at times driving driving lots of it. Um, so yeah, I just think you're using a different medium to try and create that opportunity. Um, I, I think my my volume is back on now. Um, I think I might have got uh, muted as everyone else was being muted at a certain point. Um, yeah, I mean, just picking up on Mark's point there, the, the autonomy piece. So I'm sure most of you heard of self-determination theory. The autonomy bit in that is is crucial. Um, you know, particularly as in current circumstances, people might feel a lot of a lot of our athletes and players and people we coach uh, or support might feel that they've lost a sense of autonomy um, in this current situation. So actually, giving giving a little bit of that back 
um, you know, what what's the next challenge we want to do? How can you um, create something as a player group rather than it just being set? So I don't know if you, where, where I got lost previously was just talking about the balance between prescription and connection. Um, and I think that's a crucial one. It's not just, you know, the, the, the uh, you know, underpinning value is a good quality conversation. It's just not just dialogue from the coach to the players, um, from the coach to the, the athletes. Um, you know, this is this gives us an opportunity just to practice good quality conversation. And that includes listening to what your uh, participants want, uh, listening with real intent. And I know that's difficult when you're doing it virtually. Uh, listening to what their wants and needs are because they change um, and it'll link to one of the things that we're kicking on to in a minute but you know it, these are anxious times and stressful times so listening to people's challenges and how vulnerable they might be feeling how isolated they might be feeling but then trying to um, support build that trust build a sense of connection um, but also I, I think from one thing I found in, in being the person doing that work, it does require a fair amount of energy. And I don't think you should sort of underplay how much energy you require to sort of keep on top of positivity and in group conversations and being creative and trying to create new ideas. It's actually quite a, quite a draining process, but I think it's really, it's a really useful thing for us to get very engaged in, but just recognizing that it, it does, it does take a lot of thought, um, yeah, as coaching does in general. Yeah, I think that probably brings us, just jumps us forward to the next little bit around doing things differently. A lot of the stuff you talk about there, Andy and Mark, as well, you start to kind of allude to, yeah, changing, obviously, some doing things differently, doing things in different ways, but taking into consideration a lot of different things that we may need to take into account. So that's stuff around, yeah, do people want to welcome you into their, into their living rooms? This is I'm currently things that we do for coaches. I'm currently getting my knees shot the shreds, kneeling down in front of my TV, so I can hardwire into my router to make sure you've got some really good signal to get to you guys. But our people are really happy to welcome you into into their living room. So you're getting to see Andy's lovely uh, deco on the back of his, with his giraffes, and everything that's going in his kids' bedroom. So jumping into that bit then around doing things differently. So I've seen loads of things pop up on on Twitter with regards to that sort of some fab stuff like the same foundation we're doing. So we've been filming some little short 10 minute videos aimed at exercise for the elderly, uh, doing some basic exercise, helping kind of stuff like fall prevention and getting up and out of their seats and the chairs. Um, and yeah, it'd be interesting to say, well, what's prompted to do things differently? What's some of the considerations, but also how does that lead into our practice going forward? So we've been forced into making some changes now, but yeah, how does that help us? Not something that just Paul picking up on that and I can see a I can see a question in the just chat as well now I'm actually looking at some of the chats it's, I'm finding it quite difficult to talk and read chat at the same time but those bits I think some questions just to um, to provoke that curiosity for you as as people engage with this session is you know what are we doing now that's going to add real value later on so not just something that we're doing because uh, things have changed and we have to. So it's almost like, is it suddenly a, a last resort that we're having to do stuff um, virtually? Actually, what are the things that are going to add significant value and continue to do later? Um, what are the, the, the question around, actually, what's this going to feel like at the other end? 
for the variety of different um, people that you work with? And, and actually, how can we use all of the things that we're discussing right now to build stronger relationships so when we get back into some sort of normal operation, actually we're in a much stronger position? Now, this sort of links to the next topic that we're going to move on to, um, you know, in just in terms of actually starting to reframe what is a very challenging situation into something that we could seen as, as much of a positive as possible. Paul, do you want to flick the image up for us? You want to unmute yourself as well? Yeah, I was chatting away. This is a learning process for us as well, guys. Get used to all the different bits of technology. We're all in it together. Just bear with one second. I'm getting it up now. Thanks, Paul. Do you want to start us off, Mark? Yeah, I think um, I think the biggest thing that I've seen in terms of just some observations and, and stuff that I've noticed from the world of uh, social media, which at the moment feels a bit like sort of my friends and, and the opportunity to go out is to delve into Twitter. Um, but I've seen the, the biggest word I'd, I would give is creativity. So I've seen lots of people from millions of different types of sports um, on their own working working on ways in which to get better, be it um, technical skills, be it people looking at videos and tactical. I've had some good conversations with a couple of coaches uh, in the football world around what they're doing in Canada around supporting athletes with with tactical challenges and quizzes. And I think the, my biggest reflection on all of this, A, um, the people we work with are, are highly creative and highly um, attuned as to what they want to work on and, and how they do it. Um, and B, the biggest thing would be is how do we foster and support them to continue doing that? What does our session design look like to enable that to happen? Um, and how are we going to have the conversations to support them to keep doing it? So I think that, that we could be, we could be definitely guilty when we go back out just to go back to what we did before. But I think it would be, um, yeah, it would be wise to really look at how we can support them to, to keep doing some of those things. Um, that would be my biggest takeaway. And, and how do we design our sessions to allow that to happen? Yeah, and you know, the, the looking at things differently, which was the intention of the image on your screen, mm -hmm. was um, was just starting to to provoke some thought around actually what are the opportunities um, in in the current situation. Um, so, you know, things like how might you lend equipment to um, to athletes that might not have access to them? How might you look at, so I saw an example from uh, one of the swimming clubs who were doing some um, virtual cookery stuff with their group. Um, so they sent out a set of new cards. Uh, the swimmers were uh, producing, I think it was chicken tenders or something, and then they were sharing pictures of what what happened you know actually how they got on with it how they found the process and that might be a way of actually just saying right well what are the, some of the the other elements of, of a particular program that we're working on that we can do now we can invest some time in now that um means that we can uh, we can get back uh we can get back to where we were and move on with things um during this period 
um, that we might thought well, actually no, we, we you know we can't I, we can't achieve that, or it maybe is a bit more difficult. Something like using um, Headspace to have a look at um, mindfulness, or have a look. Yeah, actually, how can you find some time to to maybe invest in yourself in terms of uh, some time for reflection, or some time just to switch off and do some replanning and reframing. Um, that was one of the points that um, myself and Mark had talked about quite a bit around actually how will coaches start to manage um, the the process and the planning of their work with their, the people we work with once we start to get an idea of when things might start to um, uh, to normalize yeah um, I would call some of those uh, yeah well uh, another word that's been used a lot is the unintended unintended consequences so, uh, there, there are obviously some some negatives that happen at the moment but the positives are that we've all um, through, you know, what you might call creative desperation have found different ways to do things to enable us to, to work with people that we coach. Um, and it will be thinking about how, what, once you've reflected on, on what you've done and how you've gone about doing it, how do you allow those bits to, rather than to be abnormal, i.e. we've been forced to do it. So we're going to have to adapt. How do you then, or what do you pick and take from what you do now and add into your, what you might call your daily your, your weekly or yearly program uh, and i think the point around actually some of the nutrition work or, or the skills training how might you check that check in again in the week if you you know for example if you work on a, a camp-based program where you might meet up once every month how can you start to have some more interaction um, on a more weekly basis obviously once you've agreed how how, how that might work when we think about the first topic but what additional things can you add in uh, and can you take from what you've done at the moment that can really supplement the coaching process and, and, and ultimately getting people to really enjoy what they do and, and to get better at it at the same time? Yeah, and there is, you know, so that bit around, uh, I've seen a couple of comments in there about, you know, this being the new, nom new normal, um, and, it, and it definitely is, you know, when obviously when you listen to um, our sort of daily updates uh, around, you know, whether it's a, a period of September, October before things might, you know, that's a long time in, uh, you know, youth participants, sporting careers, you know, might be almost like half an age group for some people there. So a process of uh, resetting and reframing goals, um, I think is really important as well and doing that in a really supportive way, um, you know, because a, a focus around, um actually managing our our young performers if you're working with with uh young performers actually you know at times you know their sport might be their identity might be what they almost what they live for and suddenly this has all been taken away so actually uh carefully uh and with with real attention just starting to give a little bit of structure back to things um just making sure that you know you're you're looking at the the whole person once you start to do that planning so it might even be you know can they come up with something new to do can they learn a new skill and that might be away from their sport um but just managing that reframing of goals so that it's not seen as so sort of catastrophic that actually their their training and their playing is is not is not happening anymore actually that reframing you know looking at 
that there will be a horizon at some point and keeping our eye on the horizon uh, and planning towards it obviously being adaptable and flexible in the meantime because that those are the, the qualities that we're all having to having to work towards cool i think that's um probably takes us through to the next one i suppose my last point would really be um how you would uh discuss with the people that you talk that, that you coach around how adaptive they are i think uh, a, a lot of the coaches that i will work with will have sports that has um being adaptive or being agile as one of the key key sort of messages or key competencies that they would like them to be able to do and i think what this has given us is a real opportunity to to have those conversations around well what you're doing now and how you're doing it differently and, and how did you cope and almost really start to think about what you might do and how that might form part of that goal setting process with them so the reflection on what they've done and how they have actually adapted and and, and been relatively successful with continuing training yeah yeah and so if you talk about there mark now there's lots of stuff in the chat box as well around how do we support athletes people players to, to adapt to their kind of new world and situation that they're in because you might have had to be a full-time athlete now been having to actually what does that look like now so you might have uh, someone like my gran who goes out and does some like weekly exercise classes mainly to kind of make sure that she's not socially isolating well now how does she fit into now how does she transition out of it so that brings us into this whole area where i'm kind of managing stress and anxiety so just want to throw that over to you guys with regards to some initial thoughts on managing stress and anxiety for players, athletes, people that we work with, as well as coaches themselves. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll kick this one off. I mean, I'm reading um, Ben's last comment in the chat box about identity. Um, you know, there's a there's a variety of different things that are going to cause people stress and anxiety that whether that's um you know what they can get from the shops or what they can't get whether they can source stuff for elderly parents which seems to be my never-ending challenge can i find a slot for delivery on the world at any point no is the answer most of the time um so there are things outside of our coaching lives that are causing us huge amounts of stress and anxiety um and and it is it is stressful and whether that is coaches um being really mindful about well what what's actually happening for them you know if you're on um hourly contracts or worked at all previously and you know actually what is going to happen to me my livelihood um what's going to happen you know in a month's time um all of those things plus being able to navigate the um you know the chaos of the stress and anxiety that are players, uh, performers, people we coach are going through. And that might just be, you know, what happens when we start again? Will we start again? Um, you know, all of those things, you know, I'm struggling with being at home. I'm struggling with being stuck with family or I'm loving it. Um, I think there is an acceptance that this is going on. A, a coping strategy, and you know, certainly from the reading I've been doing this week, you know, chatting to people around, um, uh, it, it's it's probably a, a phrase and a, um, something that is people have heard a lot of. But in terms of um, control and controllables, you know, there there are a number of things that um, we simply have no control over, um, and when this will end, probably being one of the biggest ones. Um, so focusing on what we can control, um, and and there is 
fairly long and extensive list around that. So um, I'll certainly will be, I'll be sharing something there from um, uh, Gov.uk, which is a nice you know, around mental health and well-being, but again focuses on some things that are in our control. So things like sleep, um, nutrition, exercise, how we're feeling about stuff, um, become, being trying to be as positive as we can be, having a look at productivity. So just focusing on something like productivity, you know, I've certainly been looking at, well, how do I ensure that I have, um, you know, a good daily schedule? Um, it's only forced me to get back and exercising, which has been amazing. I've been kicked up needed to do that. Um, but actually, it's been a challenge to make sure that we're from home and I have a schedule. Um, going into reflection time, investing in myself. Um, we've been reflecting on, well, how do we as a company work more effectively? Hence why this has come about, um, you know, to have 100 plus coaches is on a conversation with us and then linking into to further conversations is great. So having a think around actually what what is in our control and how can we focus on those bits? Mark? Yeah, I think um, there's, there's a simple framework which the guys at MindFlick have put together um, based around cope. So it might be that you start to look at what you need to keep doing at the moment. So what are the key things that which you might need to just keep going, keep ticking over? Um, from a, a prudent perspective, what, what do you need to be prepared for? So what are the things to do with your coaching, which you might need to start to think, if I was to press the go button tomorrow, what do I need to have had done and prepared to ensure that I'm good to go at, at what point it might be? Um, you might start to be a little bit more engaged and start to think about what do I need to change? Is there anything from my current practice after reflection where I think I might actually use this time wisely to start to think about an evolution of yourself and your practices and I suppose the fourth one would really be around looking at an optimistic um, mindset and actually what will this give me the opportunity to do so I, I've been speaking to quite a few um, swimming coaches in particular around how they're finding themselves time to invest in themselves invest in looking after themselves catching up on on sleep uh, finding different ways to connect, but actually using this time as a real period of regeneration. Um, and yes, there's things that we can't control at the moment. So when will it end? Okay. But I think the the biggest thing for me would be to really focus around making an action plan of things you you can control, um, and using that time wisely to really um, sort of evolve as a as a person, as a coach, and actually make some small incremental changes that you can start to embed over the coming weeks. Was, is really where I would probably look to try and focus. Yeah, there was there was a nice little example. So there's a yeah, some connections into a variety of different conversations that I have to coaches at the moment. So Chris Chapman, one of our colleagues, has, has got a thread in there around creativity in in our coaching in the current situation. One, one of the points in there was a really nicely made point was around um, possibly doing uh, on the positivity front doing a um, a daily free good things blog so um and that you know i think you could evolve that to you know good things about a session when you move when when things do get back to normal at some point but looking at a simple review to well think about well today record what's gone well and review it why did it go well so it might be really it sounds really simple but from a positivity thing there are a lot of 
things that are probably um, a challenge at the moment and are a significant challenge. Uh, but if we can start to retain a sense of, well, actually, what's what, what is going really well? How can I link that maybe to my goal setting in terms of building on those positives? Um, and I think it's, you know, it's a crucial point that we do try and remain as positive as we can, as forward focused as we can, and as, um, you know, internally focused. How can I take this as an opportunity to develop myself? Um, it, it would have been nice to have thought that we suddenly had loads more time at this point. I'm finding I've probably got less time. You know, work is seems to have got busier because I'm not driving places because things, virtual things can happen um, pretty quickly. But being able to reflect on on what is going what is going well, um, you know, not always just well that didn't work. Uh, you know, that wasn't quite as sometimes default to as as coaches. Um, so that control, but I think is really important, you know, and it probably does link into, um, you know, so the connection and relationships are definitely in our control. You know, so the things that um, the things that we've seen and found in the last ten days, you know, from the WhatsApp group that's happened along my road in Sheffield, um, so someone offering me a swing that they dropped down, and um, you know, now my kids are enjoying the back garden, which you know, I wouldn't have had that connection before. That you know, it, it links through um, to some of the almost the when Mark talked about creative desperation. So the um, Gary Klein's work about you know how we how we get greater insight, but how, also how we come up with different solutions. Um, it's fabulous because things, the unintended consequences that Mark mentioned, these things are happening. Um, and I think being able to reach out uh, to people that you maybe haven't spoken to for maybe a long time. Looking at your network. So one thing that we spend quite a bit of time on from a work point of view with coaches is having a look at their networks and who are the people that you might want to reconnect with or reprioritize or maybe move closer to you in terms of um, the strength of a relationship. This might be a real opportunity just to start making those connections stronger um, and working out how do I do that? You know, it might not be just dropping a WhatsApp message. It might be picking the phone up, um, just showing that little intent and, and being deliberate about making the relationship stronger. Um, Paul, yeah, you've been listening along to this. What are your reflections on? One of the things based on kind of all the chat that you've just been having there and lots of things been coming up in the chat box is this, this whole idea around duty to care as well. So at UK Coach, we've got a big piece of work around duty to care, um, which is based on the duty of care response from, uh, from Tanny Gray-Thompson. So, yeah, there's a couple of bits in there with regards to mental health and well-being and what that looks like. So I think it's ultimately, there's a few different levels to this. It's actually how we're su supporting the people that we work with, the people that we coach with their mental health and well-being. So that might be around some of that connection stuff. Might be around so some of the stuff that was in the chat box. There was around helping people to create that normality and that structure in their lives. So that I've been doing Joe Wicks now every morning, <laughs> wiggling around because the neighbours going probably have to do too many Joe Wicks. So I've been doing that, just trying to get some normality back in and some structure into my life because the work stuff as well. But yes, yeah, so how we support our athletes and flip that. But the flip side stuff that also comes yeah. with that is actually how do we support. Um, how not how do we support how are we looking after our mental health and well-being as well so actually as coaches like andy said 
uh, are we taking some of that time out to self-reflect? Are we taking some of that time out where we actually just need a bit of downtime? I noticed somebody in the chat again talking about um, they're feeling a bit like parents just want more, more, more at this moment in time. You might have seen all these different challenges that are going on on Twitter and being like, why isn't my child getting it? So it's, yeah, how are we taking some of that time for ourselves, for our own mental well-being, which could be coming and connecting on a chat like today with another 130 odd coaches. They might be joining us later in the week, like one of our Wednesday or Thursday sessions, having a smaller chat with 10 or 15 coaches. They could be chatting online. Or as I say, it could just be similar to what Andy said. I know I've had lots of conversations with a variety of different coaches this last week. Which some of them have just been like a how are you doing a general chin wag. Some of it's been like a I know a few people in the in the chat today have mentioned around the uh, the word furlough, which I never knew existed. <laughs> so we've got some stuff around that. So some people have been saying, oh, I'm now in this, I'm now in furlough. Like, what does this now mean for me? I'm not sure exactly all the ins and outs of like what it exactly is. So I know I've had like four or five of those conversations with a variety of different people. So yeah. There's a huge bit around that mental health and well-being piece and how we take time for ourselves, as well as looking after our athletes as well. Um, conscious of the time, we've probably got another uh, three or four minutes, Andy, if you guys have got any kind of any other thoughts or some kind of like t- key take-homes or reflections before we start to uh, wander into the, the last little bit that I'll lead you into, Mark. I, I mean, I think the, the curiosity piece for me is actually where, where people take... Um, the conversations uh, that we've been going so we've I mean, I've been using not I we've been using curiosity as sort of like a, a, a real um, skill and character trait for someone to actually you know how do we further these conversations um, so whether that is um, jumping on connected coaches which we really encourage you to do and start to share your reflections um, so hopefully this is getting, I mean, I'm seeing the, the chat box, um, you know, run through. People are sharing stuff on there. Um, it, I think it's crucial in these times to actually share the ways in which people are being creative and thinking about different ways of approaching things or maybe taking them some, some, some time out themselves. But really engaging, the reason why we've called this the Curious Coaches Club is, well, what are you going to do about this? Which might be the take action bit. Um, you know, what, what are you going to read on? So we mentioned Jowett's work and Cronin's work, and, um, and there's a little bit on, on Klein now. Some of you might be interested in delving a little further. Some of you might just be interested in connecting with people on, uh, so engaging a little bit more on social media, but it might just be connecting with your own network, um, you know, finding out what other people are doing, what other coaches in the club are doing, how are they solving things. Um, that's uh, and maybe being proactive about that, you know, set it up. You know, we're, we're starting to um, find a variety of pub quizzes online on an evening you know, that people are creating. You know, my, my um, teenage daughter was engaged in a friend's quiz that uh, suddenly had, you know, tens of thousand people logged onto it because people are starting to, to share um, to share stuff that they're doing. So, you know, be proactive about that and, and drive that connection forward because through sharing, people will really start to make sense a little more. Mark, do you want to touch on some of those other things? Yeah, I think, again, we just look at um, just a, a model that might allow us to make sense of what's been discussed today. So 
there's been about 40 minutes and, and probably a whole host of different ideas and opportunities for you as coaches to to take away with you. I would just encourage you to to have a go at the the model that we've got up on the board, on the the screen, which is really around what what action you're going to take from this. So have you identified some of the things that you might want to implement into your practice? Take time to have a think about it. So from a logical standpoint, you've got time to really mull this mull this over. You don't have to be immediate with what you do. So really start to think about what might you change or what are you actually doing and how might you make it better? What might you consolidate? And again, re reflect on what you've done previously. So we obviously spend a lot of time as coaches looking forwards. What is the next opportunity? What's the next game? What is the next uh, training session or interaction? But to reflect on, on the past and what we've done often allows us to live our, our lives going forward. So really be reflective and take the time to do that. And then I'd really encourage you from a, an expressive standpoint to really to share with others. Um, often with goal setting, when they're shared with other people, they, they become a bit more sticky uh, and, and and people can start to really support you in in checking and challenging what you've done and whether you've done it. So from a, a coaching point, it might be that you start to think about developing your own development plan and looking for opportunities to go and find that that learning or that that resource. Or it might be that you use this this with a, with an athlete or someone you coach to start to support them with that. But I'd really start to think about these four areas why you've got the opportunity and the time to consider it and to do it. So, uh, yeah, just from me, thanks for coming on board. Uh, I hope to see you in, obviously, the various um, other learning opportunities through the week and, and, at, and at webinars going forward. Cheers, that Mark and Andy. So a couple of bits to kind of jump on and, and touch on to before we leave you guys is we've, we've talked a lot about uh, connected coaches. So I've posted uh, the link again in the, in the chat box. So what we'd love for you guys to do is the stuff that Mark's just been kind of chatting through with you guys, with regards to yeah, taking some time, reflecting, making a plan of uh, attack, any other thoughts or questions, like keep on bobbing them through, um, through to the, the thread that we set up for this week's topic on connected coaches. All the different bits of reading that kind of Mark and Andy alluded to will be sharing there as well. You know, some people have chatted around kind of the chat box and uh, how can we read some of that back. We'll be kind of like aggregating all the information that's in there and coming up with kind of some different kind of like common themes and uh, questions and kind of posting some of that in there as well. So we'll be sharing all that information. There's loads of other stuff going on on, on ukcoaching.org as well. There's a community, there's other kind of news and tips and different reading which we'll signpost you into. Um, there's also some additional stuff for you if you kind of choose to subscribe as well. Join us at ukcoaching.org. Whatever you're doing to help people be active and improve, we can help you deliver great coaching experiences at a time to suit you.